Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, I'm Hugh Wisencroft. You're listening to TalkSport And it's time to look back at day 14 of Qatar 2022. As the round of 16 ties got underway, this is the World Cup Daily. After the sheer unpredictability and drama of the group stages, this is where things really do come to the crunch. Nothing like knockout football at the World Cup. Mick back in towards Pulisic, the flag stays down. Goalkeeper makes a great save to his left-hand side. Gakpo striding forward menacingly, the number eight. Angles the pass wide to the near side and Dumfries. He will pull it back to Pai. What a finish into the bottom corner. Pulisic is in, angle tight in the penalty area. The flick is into the back of the net. And the US have scored. Denzel Dumfries puts it into the net and surely puts the Dutch into the quarterfinals of the World Cup. And the US were not back in the game for long. The Netherlands three, the US one. The American dream that the World Cup might be coming to an end here. And match number 1,000 in the senior career of one Lionel Andres Messi. 788 goals in his previous 999 appearances for club and country. But not only is a World Cup missing off his stellar CV, but also a goal in the knockout stages of this tournament. Messi has it again, goes for goal! Messi! A grand worth of games with a grand old finish! Past Matthew Ryan, it just had to be him! Argentina 1, Australia 0. A drive deflected it in! They've got one back! And it's Craig Goodwin who's given Australia hope. There's been many great clashes between Argentina and the Dutch. It'll happen again this week because the full-time score here, Argentina 2, Australia 1. So Argentina and the Netherlands will meet in the last state of the World Cup after victories today. I'm alongside Ian Danter and the former Wales striker, Dean Saunders to take a look back at all of the events from out here in Doha and we begin with the Netherlands beating the United States by three goals to one. Dean you watched all of that match down here in the media centre at the Ahmad Bin Ali Stadium and for a lot of that match there was only really one team in it. The Netherlands seemed to have the purpose, the patterns of play, the understanding and relationship with one another and you know it just wasn't to be for the United States even though there was a, a kind of positive start a huge missed chance for Christian Pulisic they were very quickly two goals down and at that point you just didn't see them coming through it even when they pulled a, a goal back they managed to concede once again and, and that was game over 
Yeah, and you, you're talking about the, the end product there. Christian Pulisic, he just surprises you, doesn't he? He gets in some great positions, but doesn't seem to be able to finish the chance, or he doesn't pick the right pass, or he squares it behind someone. Um, and I can see why you know he gets a bit of criticism, but he, outside the box, he's I think he's really sharp. You know, he plays one twos and gets it, puts people in. But um, he missed the chance there early on in the game. But the Dutch showed a bit of class there, and actually pace they've got pace up front the united states at this tournament so far they're obviously going home um it was solid but not particularly inspiring i guess is that fair um yeah and again you know r- right in front of the goal have they got a striker who's going to turn balls across the face into goals i don't think so but um they played all right but i would just say just all right well they started three different strikers in their four games didn't they they played uh, right in one of their games, it was Ferreira today. Norwich's Josh Sargent started a couple of games through the middle as well. Um, but they're a, listen, they're a young side. It would have been a positive experience for them to make it through to the knockout stages. I think you see the basis there of a team that can do something. That's important for them. Obviously, was it important on a wider scale of things that they had a positive World Cup because they will be pretty much the main hosts. Yes, co-hosts alongside Mexico and Canada in four years' time, but... The majority of the games taking place in the United States. It was, you know, a, a dream or a desire of theirs to really capture their nation's imagination during this competition. They didn't really, but I think those young players would have got a valuable experience. Yeah, and the next time round, I think they'll be better for it. Sergeant, as you can see, he's physically grown. You know, he's been at Norwich. He's got some goals as well. I don't know whether he was injured today. I think I'm, yeah. I'm not he sure. He had an think, ankle injury. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he was. So they played Ferreira, who's a bit like Firmino type player who actually, I think, is really good with his football, actually doesn't get enough goals to be an out-and-out number nine, but they've got options all around the pitch, and as you said, young team, learning, this will do them the world of good, and uh, next time round, I think you'll see them be a miles better team than they are now. Well, the Netherlands go marching on. Let's hear the thoughts of the former England striker Dean Ashton, who was our co-commentator on the game on TalkSport. He says the Dutch look formidable in this tournament. I mean, they look so dangerous on the counter-attack, the Dutch. And, you know, looking at that performance and how tactically Louis van Gaal got it spot on, you wouldn't want to face them. You wouldn't because of that counter-attacking threat that they pose. If you're, uh, you know, jumping ahead, say Argentina go through, the way that they counter-attack, I think, would cause Argentina some problems if you imagine Otamendi being dragged out wide. Um, and then the wing-backs were, were fantastic as well for the Netherlands today. So, hard to break down. Very, very organised. And got a real cutting edge. It's not a bad combo. So, Dean Aston there reflecting on the Netherlands. Um, they are a pretty dangerous side in this tournament, aren't they? Should we, should we fear them? Um, yeah, like Louis van Gaal, he's gone against the grain. All Dutch team, teams have always played 4-3-3. Wide players coming in off the lines and full-backs overlapping, three in midfield, but he's playing a back five, totally against the grain. He's getting a lot of criticism for it. Um, he's got some experienced people sat next to him, all ex-internationals. Danny Blintz, dad's one of them. Daley uh, Blintz on the bench, Edgar David's on the bench as yeah, well. Um, so they'll be seeing things that he's not seeing, but... Um, he's stuck to his guns and he's going this is the way forward this is how we're going to get success and the more games they keep winning the more belief they're going to get but 
they have got some athletes, as Dean said, they're on the break. Dumfries, Gapko, like lightning. Memphis Depay, quality finish from him as well today. I always felt in the game against the United States that the quality in the forward line would be the difference. You've already highlighted the issues that the United States have. Ian, Louis van Gaal has said before the tournament that he thinks this is a better side than the one that came third back in 2014. Do you think they can surprise us all? And it would be, I think, for many a surprise if they beat uh, Argentina in the next game. But could they surprise us all and maybe replicate that? Well, he's talked about he doesn't want to play boring football. He's talking about winning football. Uh, it's his, you know, he's leaving the post at the end of this tournament because he's not been very well. And we wish him well, you know, uh, with his fight against prostate cancer. Then we know that Ronald Koeman's going to be taking over uh, once this World Cup is done and dusted. Uh, the players seem to be playing for him. The players seem to be accepting of the system that, that Dean's just mentioned. That's a bit different to previous Dutch systems. And that they're making it work for them. Uh, and Gakpo is the star of the show in, in, in many ways. The finish early in the tournament with his left foot. He's just wrapped his left. Such a sweet strike. He's got a lot of good things. Central midfield might be an area for me where they might be undone a little bit. Um, Klaassen's done okay mm. in midfield. We remember, he wasn't really a big hit at Everton, was he, when he played there. And you've got Van Dijk, who can stroll through games and look like he's barely got a bead of sweat on him and he's tidying everything up. Left, right, and centre. Well, and, and Nathan Aki. So you've got Man City centre back and Liverpool centre back at the heart of your defence, and you've got Matthias De, De Ligt came off the bench today in their defence as well. The Bayern Munich centre back, who was of yeah. course at Ajax and, and Juventus previously. Um, I don't know if he carries a knock, but I actually think you know that's part of what Louis Van Gaal prefers right now. But that's a high quality defender to have in in your pocket, basically. Also, Malassia's not getting a game by the look of it. I mean, you, how much did Man United pay for him? He was, what was he, 60 no, million? No, 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 not too much. No, Malassia was something like 15 million. Is that all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you no know. wonder he's not playing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he's a good player, though. And you've seen he's got, you know, he's got a bit of in determination in him. Um, he certainly adds a, a very different physical element to what Daly Blind, formerly of Manchester United, of course, added, but actually got on the score sheet today and shared a magical moment with his dad on the brilliant. coaching staff yeah. on the bench, went over and gave him a big hug they pressed their foreheads together and they, they just looked into each other's eyes and it was a nice family moment between Imagine the two being of them. able to do that with your dad i would love to have done that yeah. run, run off the pitch scored uh, and shared it with my dad but mm-hmm. uh, he's lucky there but uh, but to be fair he's he's had the sim- similar injury than uh, christian erickson yeah, and yeah. he's got a pacemaker so he'll, every game he plays will be like a bonus for him yeah maybe he didn't think he'd be back at this level but he is and on the score sheet today daily blind um but yeah we're talking about someone who wasn't on the score sheet today in the shape of cody Gakpo. he's had a good world cup so far as ian mentioned before we talk a little bit about him here's the former psv and netherlands winger bolo zenden speaking to weekend sports breakfast about working with the young star He's really been developing himself uh, when he entered uh, the, the, the scene. He was uh, definitely more the white player who had a lot of uh, crosses and assists. Um, that's how he got important. And then he started focusing on scoring goals. And then all of a sudden, he, he, he scored a lot of goals. But he didn't give any more uh, decisive passes or assists. So now, in our time, we've been working on those aspects as well. And now, all of a sudden... 
this season, things have has been he's been able to combine the both. So he's he's been literally involved in in many many goals, either by scoring or by an assist. And and he's he's taken his form from the club uh, into this World Cup. So Cody Yakpo being spoken about there by Bolo Zenden, the former at Barcelona and Middlesbrough man. He's added a lot to his price tag. Manchester United had been chasing him. He's now going to have, a, I think they're going to have a lot of opposition now for his signature because he's added that. He's got speed. He's got a bit of trickery. He's obviously got size. He's about six foot two and he's been fine in the back of the net and that will have people shopping for you. Strong as an ox as well. When he gets level with a defender, he's not going to get brushed off the ball. Um, but the, I mean, when you think of the players they've had over the years, I remember like they had Clivert, Burkamp, Van Basten, Seedorf, Vinter, Ronald Koeman, Rude Hullet. I mean, they're not a massive country. They keep churning them out, these players. And they, they've put it down to the system, that they, they all know where they're playing and how they're coached to play in that system. And they just bring them through, bring them through. But Louis van Gaal, fair play to him. You know, the, the whole country's going, what are you doing playing with three centre-backs? And he just, uh, he's got strength of character and he just ploughs on. But Gapko's definitely benefited from it. I think one of the things that was massive for at Dutch football was the strength of the clubs in the Eredivisie. You know, if you stayed at Ajax, you had a chance of winning the European Cup. The only place you would really leave is to go to one of the giants. And most of the players that you mentioned, you know, they're leaving to go to a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. Otherwise, they stay and play together in the Eredivisie for a team like Ajax or PSV in years gone by. And that isn't the case. They're scattered all over Europe now. They're learning uh, different types of football and playing at different levels as well. And maybe that affects affects them slightly. The other thing that Van Gaal's been able to do is ride out the initial storm of Jesper Sillison not being in the squad. Mm -hmm. He was outraged, the goalkeeper, that he hadn't been called up. So Andries Noppert of Heerenveen has suddenly been handed the gloves. Uh, and he's stepped up and he's kept goal pretty well for the Netherlands up to this point. So Sillison has not been missed. And normally what happens is the Dutch are good at falling out with one another. We've seen that in previous tournaments. But there appears to be a unity and a solidity to the Dutch that Louis van Gaal should take all the credit for. Well, they're going to be a difficult prospect for Argentina up next to beat Australia by two goals to one. Lionel Messi marking his 1,000th professional appearance with a goal that helped Argentina qualify for the quarterfinals. There is a question mark for me about whether they are looking slightly unconvincing. I know you don't agree with me, Ian Danter, on that. You think they've got a good chance of still troubling this competition. Maybe I'm reflecting too much on that opening defeat against Saudi Arabia. Um, today, because Spain in 2010 lost their opening game against Switzerland. Yeah. Won the thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's on me. I'll take full responsibility for it. But yeah, when you look at, at Argentina today, Dean Saunders, and the way that they played against Australia... We give the Australians huge credit. We think about what could have been because both goals in many ways were, were gifts for Argentina. And maybe that is one of the reasons that I think, well, hold on a minute, shouldn't a, a top quality Argentina side, you know, be creating lots of goal scoring opportunities and taking them against a side like Australia? And the only time that really happened was when the Australians were pushing for an equaliser late on and they were able to attack with Messi and Lautaro Martinez late on at will. Generally speaking... I, I haven't seen a dominant team yet. No, and, and when you look at Rolls is playing for Hearts in Scotland and Suter's playing for Stoke City. Um, 
Dagger next playing for Columbus Crew. Um, you'd think that Alvarez, Messi and Gomez would have had too much for them, but they were, they were just sort of comfortable for 45 minutes, apart from Messi's bit of genius that he produced from a free kick. But um, I, th- I think as well, and how can you defend with 10 men when you get to the latter stages in tournaments? But part of me saying, well, they've won thir- they've not lost for 37 games. So that's going all right. But when you see Messi, just, he doesn't just play centre-forward and walk back. Sometimes he's on the left and he walks back. So your right-back's getting overloaded. Whatever side he's on when he's walking back. Um, but he, he causes maximum damage up the other end of the pitch, which gets you a result. So, But I don't know when they come up in the crunch when they come up against the best teams do you think they can do you think they can hold out defending with 10 men basically we know Messi will play every minute doesn't matter who they play um, maybe if they're 5 or 6 nil up he might come off but generally speaking in any game where there's one or two goals involved he will be staying on the pitch the point is they seem to in those 36 matches you mentioned they seem to have a recipe for dealing with Lionel Messi and, and bear in mind, during a, a big wedge of that time, you know, he wasn't playing at his best and they still have managed to keep him in this team and get positive results. So they must have a way. Bearing in mind what you said earlier, Dean, Messi's almost daring the opposition to, you know, leave a man on him. Because obviously, if Messi is wandering back from offside positions, there's an overload, there's a potential overload. But also, in the back of the opposing team's minds, where is he? Yeah. Where, where they're going to are they going to find him with a pass? Is he going to suddenly join in, in line and, and then spin in and go behind again? That's always yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I just I just think you when you've got a lazy striker centre forward who's not running back, at least you know your wide players are working back helping the fullbacks. But when they interchange like they do, I mean, Di Maria's not playing today, which probably you know that would have helped him if he was yeah, playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, helps all the, the linking the moves up, but. Um, They'll be there or thereabouts, but I just think Brazil will end up winning it. Okay, long way still to go. We shall see if there are more shocks. And it's been a tournament of shocks, to be perfectly honest, so far. There might be another shock tomorrow night. We're hoping not. You're listening to World Cup Daily. I'm Hugh Wisencroft, alongside Ian Danter and the former world striker Dean Saunders. We're looking ahead to the big one. England taking on Senegal, live on TalkSport on Sunday evening. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, 
Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Is in behind Connor Roberts, right hand side of the area, checks, gets it onto his left foot, oh, finds it straight through Danny Ward for number three. Now the joint top scorer, he has said openly, I'm going to be uh, England's version of Mbappe. That's confidence. Shaw firing it in, Bannigan, 1 0 England, and the immensely talented teenager is off and running. Senegal's the be all and end all for, for us at the minute. If we get past them, then we'll worry about what comes next. But for right now, uh, all the focus is on that game. Only half cleared, oh, and put in! Kalidou Koulibaly, the captain, leads by example! Well, it'll be tough, very well organised. They've got a lot of good individual players. Of course, a lot of players playing in the big European leagues. And the expectations now will rise, of course. So we've got, we've got to handle that. Show must go! We'll see if England make it through Sunday evening on Talk Sport against Senegal, who've conceded from a set piece in every game during this Winter's World Cup. Let's hear from the England boss, Gareth Southgate, who says they will pose a threat at dead ball situations. Well, set plays are always important. We've probably not been as efficient as we would have liked on those in the tournament so far. I think also... Every every country are defending those situations better. You know, you see lots of specialist coaches now employed right across the board. So the level of detail is higher for every team, and you know, even to get the ball back in from a throw-in is hard work now. So that that is one of the ways the game is evolving, really. Gareth Southgate, the England boss, there, Dean Saunders, alongside me, shaking his head, listening to that one. What do you think about I don't get that. Senegal and set-piece defending? No, I don't get that. If you're a Premier League manager. You should be an expert on set plays. You shouldn't need someone else to come and help you. You should be an expert on... That's part of the job. 65% of games are won on a set play. So if you don't know what you're doing on set plays, you're in big trouble. You won't win many. But surely you've got to be an expert on everything if you're a Premier League manager. So it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world to get a little bit of help from the analysts. Well, how does he know more than you when you're getting 8 million quid a year? <laughs> how does he know more than you about set plays? I don't get it. I mean, if I had to employ a, uh, if I had to employ a set piece coach, I'd pack in. Okay, all right, <laughs> we'll see. If I don't know how to get a, a defence organised to defend set uh, free kicks and corners, and if I don't know how to do it, I mean, the players you've got sometimes, it does matter who likes heading the ball and who's got the desire to get on the end of it, and you can put as many as you like out there. If they don't like heading it, you'll fail. So I suppose the secret is sign players who like heading the ball out of your box, who are good at it. We're going to talk about how England might approach it and whether it will, in your opinion, come down to a set piece in a second. But let's hear from the England captain, Harry Kane, yet to score a goal at this World Cup so far. Not worried about that goal-scoring form. Form-wise, you know, I feel like I've been playing well. You know, obviously the goals are probably what I'm going to be judged on most. But um, as always, I'm a calm individual and you know I always try and focus on the team and doing my best for the team and I feel like I can do that in many ways as I've said before so I'll continue to try and do that if the goals come come then great it means that it'll give us a better chance of winning the game and 
as a striker, I always want to be scoring goals for sure. The reason that I wanted to wait to discuss set pieces some more and to hear from Harry Kane and his lack of goal scoring form is because I think the two topics are intertwined. There has always been a big focus under Gareth Southgate about set pieces being defining in terms of winning games in tournaments. And maybe there hasn't been enough focus on scoring goals from clear cut goal scoring opportunities in terms of open play. Because in that area, despite the goals already scored by England in this tournament, and they did qualify with the best record, in terms of creating those chances as we go through the tournament, England get into tighter games, tighter and tighter games on the score sheet. They, they usually tend not to create a number of goal-scoring opportunities. I wonder what you think about it. Um, <laughs> that, that's, I, I've that, been Dan is absolutely fed up with me, by the way. No. He's absolutely fed up with no, me. No, I'm not fed no, Why do you think I'm fed <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to be positive about England. I'm trying not to be a fun sponge about England's chances of, of getting through in this tournament. We've got a lot to be positive about. Maguire is clearly enjoying his football again. He's in a, a, a squad where he's far more at home and away from all the, the noise that's accompanied his last six months, 12 months at Manchester United. We've got options up front with Saka, Foden, Grealish, Madison if he's fit, although Rashford. he's trading out the Rashford. Mm. Harry Kane hasn't scored yet, but he's been assisting goals. And Dean's referenced that great ball he put across for Sterling uh, you know, in, in, uh, early on in the tournament. There's lots to be positive about with England. Well, if I was Harry Kane because I, I played in his position, I'd be, say, I'd be saying, is anybody going to make me a chance? Is anybody going to whip some balls in the box for me? Because if you put balls in the box early for me, I will get on the end of it. That's what, if I was Harry Kane, I'd be saying that to everybody. Just get the ball in the box. That's why he gets 20 goals every season, and he's worth over 100 million quid. And he's not missed a chance. I can't remember the last time he missed a chance. And if you don't miss him, you don't score him. You've got to get chances. Who's making chances for him? I'm positive about England. I think they'll beat <laughs> Senegal. Senegal are, good, I mean, African champions. So losing Sadio Mane, massive, bro. But they've got out of the group. So they've, they've ridden that particular problem out. Uh, Iliman Njai, who I've seen a lot play for Sheffield United, is a very lively forward. Sort of drifts out to the, the flanks, can play right and left. Is Myla Saar, another championship striker with Watford. Pace to burn. Very, very quick. So, Carl Walker might be worthy of, you know, being out there to, you know, everyone's oh, save Walker for Mbappe. Well, hang on. Don't rule out what Is Myla Saar can do when he gets the afterburners on. So, I've... Have you seen Dan James off? Kyle Walker with his pace. He had a couple of deals with him early on. Absolutely. Outstrength him, outpaced him, seen him off. But this team, this Senegal team, won the African Nations, didn't they? On they penalties, did. Marnie. Yeah. Marnie missing is obviously a big blow. He won, he's, I think he struck the winning penalty yeah, against yeah, Egypt. Yeah, yeah. So they're a good team. Uh, I, think, I think England are a good team. It's going to be a really good game. Well, the interesting thing, Idrissa Garnagay plays further forward for yeah. this team, for Senegal, than he, we saw him play for Everton, for example, when he played in the Premier League for them. It's, it's intriguing how he's deployed much further forward. So we'll see how they get on. I mean, Koulibaly marshals them well at the back. He's done okay since he's gone to Chelsea. And they haven't got a care in the world. They, they play as if... I mean, apparently they were just laughing all the way through training the other day. They come into the stadium singing, yep. dancing. They've got like a jukebox. And they're all, all in formation, singing and dancing. Um, they're a dangerous team. When they've got no pressure, they're relaxed. 
You know, so when you play for England, by the way, you know, I'm in Welsh, so I can say it. When you play for England, you must be worrying about, I'm going to get absolutely hammered if I don't play well today. Well, but then Harry Maguire said you block out the noise of that hammering. The, the, the people that you matter to, to Harry Maguire are his immediate bosses, his coaches, Gareth Southgate, Steve Holland, whoever, mm. uh, Eric Ten Hag at Manchester United, and maybe his close family and friends. He will block out the noise from everything else. That's what you have to do when you're an England player. Yeah, you have to, but it's been, I think some have struggled to cope with it. You know, I've played with some of them, and they come back, and it's just like a relief when they get back. Obviously, there's a lot of expectation on them, and some of them can't cope. We all expect England to go through. The other uh, last 16 game tomorrow, uh, excuse me, on Sunday, TalkSport 2, uh, 3 o'clock kickoff, France against Poland. Are we expecting a comfortable French victory there, Ian? Probably about as comfortable, in a sense, as Argentina looked to be having today before Australia got that goal back. They made a lot of changes for the defeat to Tunisia. Clearly, that was Deschamps giving players a couple of days rest. So the likes of Mbappe and co and Giroud will be back full and firing. Griezmann's the key for me. I think he's brilliant. I think he could be one of the players of the tournament. Love, love his new role as a number 10. So, yeah, I, I think Poland have really got to step it up because they were travel against Argentina. Yeah, I agree. 1.4 billion the squad's worth when you add it up. And Giroud gives them something different. Mbappe, another freak footballer who can win the game on his own. I think they'll breeze past Poland. Okay, that's all to come on Sunday in Dantadin. Saunders, thank you very much. Don't forget the TalkSport World Cup Daily Podcast available to download on the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. And it will be there every morning throughout the tournament in Qatar. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.